We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. On Overtime Media. Welcome to Dove Valley Deep Divers. As you can see, it is a one-man show tonight, but that doesn't mean it won't be a fun and exciting show even though I'm probably not the most fun or exciting person in the world. But Lance, unfortunately, he has hurt his back. And instead of, you know, making him sit in a chair and do a show with me, hey, we get him to rest up, put some heat on that back, hopefully get better um, and be back with us next week. It's a little bit of a bummer that he isn't able to join us tonight as he was the one who kind of wanted to do the mock draft show, but instead of joining, he is going to be doing a reaction article to this. He's going to give his takes and his opinions in an article that'll go up on my huddle sometime this upcoming week. Um, But best wishes to him. Hopefully he gets that back taken care of. Back issues are never a good thing. Um, Fortunately, I don't have to deal with back issues. I just have bad knees and ankles, but anyways, Hopefully he gets better. Excited to sit here and do a mock draft with you guys. There isn't a bunch of news that happened today. Not like last week where we were getting ready to do a mock draft. And then Sean Payton went out radio row before the Super Bowl and uh, made some comments that we ended up talking about and discussing before we had to uh, get off early because we both had prior uh, engagements that we had to do. Um. So it'll be fun. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be enjoyable. Going to get your guys input on which directions we should get. We should be going in um, after each pick. So before we get into the mock draft, go ahead and let me know where you want the Broncos to go with that first pick 12 overall, and I'll pull it up. I will give a quick disclaimer. There won't be any trades during the draft. However, I am using the pro football focus mock draft simulator and there is an issue with it. They currently have the Broncos picks all a little bit out of whack. They have them having two fifth round picks or two fourth round picks and two sixth round picks. That is not the picks that they have um, do with the Bradley Chubb trade and the trade for Jacob Martin. They lose a fourth round pick and have a fifth round pick. And then the Randy Gregory trade, they get a sixth round pick, but they don't have those seventh round picks. So I did before going live, I quickly went and made those trades. So the Broncos can have a, 
so we can do a mock draft that is a little bit closer to what the picks the Broncos should be having. Obviously, the numbers are not fully known as we don't have the compensatory picks out um, yet and all that information. Those haven't been announced yet. But so it's going to be again, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be going on a lot going on. We're going to try to get through this quickly. Unfortunately, I do have an engagement tonight. Most most Fridays from now on, um, without getting to a lot of stuff in the personal life, I have engagements coming on that are about 15 that start about 15 minutes after you know we typically end after that hour mark um so just in time give me time to get ready for that and everything we get out a little bit earlier um so i'm going to be trying to get out of here about about 45 15 till the top of the hour 45 minutes you know maybe we might go a little bit longer depending on how the draft goes uh with the disclaimer aside there is one little piece of news that has that feels like we should talk about a little bit today the wilson and his wife um they have been showing off their house that they bought you know when they came in their 25 million dollar mansion um that they bought they have been currently showing it off it's listed which all signs point to him being on the way out that's always been what it seemed like it was going to be which obviously means the the quarterback is that big position i mean ever since the news broke of he was being benched and that whole debacle that happened after that uh of the supposed threats and all that that just happened um you know going back to early in the season the the parting of ways always seemed to be happening it seemed to be coming a lot of people knew i mean i talked about it a lot on the shows at the time um that Sean Payton didn't want to work with Russell Wilson. It was a big reason why Denver was down on his list. It's why he wanted Dallas or the Chargers job or the Rams job, why those were his three, you know, desired destinations, but none of those jobs opened up. And so he decided to go elsewhere. Um, and then the Broncos, of course, the whole, the fact that they had Russell Wilson, that is not the only reason, but it is part of the reason as to why they looked at, you know, Jim about Jim Harbaugh, that the Michigan one that's not with the Chargers. If you caught last week, you know I can never keep them straight. Um, I have been trying to, like, for years. I cannot keep them straight um, for the life of me. But anyways, that's part of the reason why the Broncos wanted Harbaugh was because, you know, they had to deal with Wilson, and he was willing to work with Hilson, and also why they wanted D'Amico Ryans. Um, they figured he would be willing to deal with it, but D'Amico had eyes on Houston the whole time. So parting away is expected to come with Russell Wilson. Going into this mock draft, obviously that's going to be, you know, at the tip top of the priority list here. Quarterbacks, my takes on this quarterback class are pretty well known, especially the quarterbacks that are most likely to be available there at 12 overall. You know, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Uh, only one of those guys has a first round grade for me. Um, ideally, and this is actually great timing, David Young can come in with the $4.99 super chat. At pick 12, what would you do? Pick or move back? Obviously, it always depends on how the board falls, but ideally, I'm moving back. Moving back, I'm picking up more draft pack, draft capital, and being able to go, um, go off of that and see how the board falls a little bit. Um, also, guys, there is no Scott behind the scenes for me today either. 
So if you guys are doing, you know, uh, stars on Facebook, I can't see them. I'll try to guess based off of, you know, my familiarity with you guys coming in, which includes Phil McLaughlin coming in. Good evening, Eric. Do you want to trade back at 12? Also going in, fitting in with what David Youngkin was saying. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag MHH for life, hashtag go Broncos. Trade back. That, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's where I'm at, depending on how the board falls. Um, trading back is is would just be my priority. This is a bad team. They're gonna have to cut some, you know, move on some from talent. Garrett Bowles is one that they might be moving on. Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton. This is a team that's going to have to take a step back because of the financial situation they're going to be in with the impending parting of ways with Russell Wilson and rookie contracts. Getting those guys out there to start developing and everything like that, and you know maybe capitalizing on a rookie contract down the road in a year or two um, might be, in my opinion, is the best way for them to go instead of forcing a quarterback pick this year. They are not a quarterback away. Um, this is a debate that I've had with a lot of people. Um, but the the winning streak last year was awesome. It was great. It was exciting. But it was a historical performance from the defense with the takeaways. That is something that hasn't happened since before I was born, the tur turnover streak that they were on. So that it's a long time. It's not a reliable way to consistently win games. So you got you to gotta build up the team a little bit. You, you got to continue to get better and go find a go find somebody else to, um, you know, just hold down the forward a little bit. Um, earlier, there was a lot of people that, we're talking about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a name that is floating around. Um, Phil, thank you for that. Um, I meant to grab it, but I'm not sure if it was this one. Michael Ronquillo coming in saying Broncos team reporter Phil Milani has announced that he's leaving the Denver Broncos organization after 11 years covering the Denver Broncos in the NFL. Yeah, I never got to meet him. And I never got a chance to him, but I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Phil and I wish him the best of luck. Michael Ronquillo does also. This might be the one with the stars behind it saying good evening, Eric, on the Dove Valley Deep Divers. Go Broncos. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate you, dog. Um, so continuing on. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sorry, without having somebody to bounce off of... Uh my brain gets a little muddled gets a little muddy here um but yeah the historical defense the turnover rate that they were going with that is something that's not easily replicated obviously i mean it hasn't been happened hasn't happened in my lifetime until now um but sam darnold he's a guy who could be a bridge jamie's winston familiarity there 
Um, there's a, there's a bunch of quarterbacks. I see Jake Browning, but if I remember right, Jake Browning is actually a exclusive rights free agent or a restricted free agent, one of the two, um, which is a lot different from being a uh, unrestricted free agent. Um, so, according to OverTheCap.com, he is a exclusive rights free agent, which basically means that he doesn't have a chance to go elsewhere. Um, he'll play on the vet minimum um, and he'll get a contract that's a vet minimum and go on from there. Uh, of course, the, the Bengals can sign him for more, but he doesn't have the freedom to go sign elsewhere. And then if he is, if I that is mistaken and he's a restricted free agent, then they will place a tender on him. That will probably be a first or second round tender because of the, you know, Joe Burrow's injury history from this last year even. And, you know, the value of quarterbacks and how well he did. I wouldn't surprise me one bit if they do a first or second round tender. So then if you want to sign him to a tender, you have to go and give up that first or second round pick for him. Um, so I do not see uh, Jake Browning as an option um, outside of a trade. And if you're going to trade for him, don't. Um, there were a lot of issues when I watched the Bengals and I watch I watch a lot of Jake Browning. Um, this year, uh, in early January, he, his limitations were very much covered up by the offense that they run there in Cincinnati, as well as the weapons they have. Those are not things that we can do here in Denver. The offense is very different from what they do in Cincinnati and just doesn't fit him. Um, I think you, I, I to me, he's fool's gold, uh, Browning is so that that's just my opinion there, but. Anyways, we've talked about this a lot. I think it's time to get into the mock draft now. The Broncos are on the clock. I started it and everything. I have the pick waiting. I have quarterbacks pulled up, and we'll get to it here. In here we go. So obviously, the top three quarterbacks are off the board. Um, and then it's just Bonix, Michael Penix, and JJ McCarthy. Now, Profile Focus disagrees with me. JJ McCarthy is my quarterback four with a late first round grade on him. Bo Nix is a mid second round grade and Michael Penix is a late second round grade. Um, at the moment, obviously things can still change and uh, a lot of time between now and um, between now and the draft. Um, so for me, I'm not going any of these way, any of these guys at 12. Um, I think in the actual draft, I think over the time we're going to see JJ McCarthy kind of move up a little bit. There's a lot of teams that are talking about him in, um, in the top 10 he's being linked to, he's being linked to the Minnesota Vikings. They're at 11, the Atlanta Falcons, they've been linked to JJ McCarthy a lot. And then a lot of teams with the possibility of moving up, including the Raiders and the saints and the Steelers, they've all been linked with moving up for a quarterback. Um, and then, so there, there's a lot of quarterback options, but, and again, trading back isn't, and isn't, uh, something that I'm going to do for this mock draft, even though it is something that I think would be very much on the table for the Broncos. So I'm going to go and I'm going to switch over to just a, every position taken away, not just quarterbacks. And then one of the other positions that the Broncos could use is they need an offensive tackle with or without bowls. They need an offensive tackle. And the reason for that is because if Garrett Bowles is back, this is the final year of his deal, and I do not see him being extended. 
I think he is on his way out. I think he has traded this this offseason personally. Even if they do want to keep him, hey, that's great. You can sit there and let a guy develop. You can even have him compete with Mike McGlinchey. I, even though I know this won't happen, just because Mike McGlinchey has paid as much as he is doesn't mean he should be guaranteed a starter, but that isn't going to be how it is. He's going to be a guaranteed starter at right tackle or even left tackle next year, depending on which way they go. Um, if they get a guy like Talisi Fuaga out of Oregon State, who is the number 12th overall player um, from Pro Football Focus, who has more right tackle experience, maybe they go Mike McGlinchey at left tackle, Fuaga at right tackle, and then eventually make that flip down the road. Um, but left tackle, I think, is the bigger priority for them, especially with my belief that uh, Garrett Bowles is on his way out, which is why for this mock draft, I am leaning towards Fashanu. Olu Fashanu is, I mean, the dude's athletic. He's still He's got good experience. He's still a matter of putting it around. Edge is also an option, but to me, if I'm taking an edge in the top 20, they got to be a Batman. Something that I've talked about a lot on over the podcast is a Batman, which is a guy who can go out there and take over games. And the Broncos, they just have a bunch of Robins. And I think that Dallas Turner, Jared Burse, um, Latu, Chop Robinson, Chris Braswell, all these guys, I think they're at best, they're good Robins. Um so Fashanu is the way that I am going for this mock draft here. I know a lot of people want a quarterback. Um, I know quarterback is such a high priority, but again, I am in the belief that this team is not a quarterback away. I don't think that these quarterbacks are the answer for the Broncos and what they do. JJ McCarthy is the closest, but even then, and the reason why he's the closest is because of his work that he does in the middle of the field, something that Michael Penix isn't the best at, something Bo Nix um, does well. But JJ much better out of the pocket. And this offense is one that is very much about keeping people in the pocket, making quick reads in a timely manner, and being able to push the ball, which is why Bo Nix drops for me as well. So Fashanu is going to be the pick here for me instead of a quarterback. Maybe one of the quarterbacks falls. Maybe with the next pick in the third round, for some reason, one of these quarterbacks just doesn't get taken and is there. I doubt that happens. Um, but we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, here, here, real quick, going back to the chat. Um, being alone and running a mock draft and thing, it is going to be a little bit difficult for me to bounce back and forth between the chat. Um, so if you guys see any stars or super chats in there that I haven't grabbed, please let me know. Um, I have a uh, just as I said, I have a have a hard time going about bat, bouncing back and forth. Um, Doug Tessier comes in, Nix is our only option, in my opinion, not at 12. Um, I did. I disagree fully with that at 12. Jeremy Sean, eight Nix is a perfect fit with Sean. In my opinion, I disagree with that with the simple fact that Sean really likes to push the ball. I mean, he likes to work behind the line of scrimmage a lot. He likes to, but he likes to push the ball. And that is something that Bo Nix just struggles with. Um, I'm also very bothered by the fact that like 80% of Bo Nix's passes over the last, since he got to Oregon were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage to behind the line of scrimmage. Um, that is not a, big thing of what Sean Payton likes to do. Um, he likes to get the running backs involved. No doubt about that. Um, and that's something that you can do with Bo Nix, but it's more so of just pushing that ball, the intermediate and deep levels of the field. That is something where the inconsistent inconsistencies with Bo Nix really pop up. And I think he's a bright kid, very athletic and can work with Sean Payton. I just don't think that it's a perfect fit here. 
And of course, it's hard to find perfect fits. Unless you're picking first overall, it's very hard to get perfect fits here. I am not taking a quarterback at 12, though, which is why I went Fashanu. Let's see. Uh, Zach Powers coming in. What do you think about Dwayne Carter, Eric? I think he's been overlooked a lot in a lot of top 100 lists. I feel he should be French top 50. Um, he's off my top 100. He's fine. I think he's very limited. Um, Dwayne Carter is a defensive interior defensive lineman out of Duke, by the way. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a little bit limited to me. Um, I, I don't see it. I think he'd be a, a solid, solid, a decent starter, I should say. Not a solid starter. A decent enough starter as a pure three tech. There's not much versatility to move him around in my eyes when I watch him. Um, but he's probably best as that part of that, probably that first guy out of the rotation. Jeremy, I'm adding this whole season of Bo Nix to combat this only screen quarterback, screen pass quarterback slander. If he watches games, he throws it all over the place. I'm not saying that he is only a screen pass quarterback. He does so he does spread the ball around. I am saying that, and this is it's like it may not be 80%, but it was over 70% um for last year. And I think it was close to 60% this last or for sorry, not last year, for 2022, it was close to 70%, and this last year was about 60% of his passes were behind the line of scrimmage to within 10 yards. So a plus of plus minus of 10 yards, basically, from the line of scrimmage is where his passes went. Um, my percentage may be a little bit off, but it's around 70, I'm fairly certain. Um, or between 60 and 70, I'm fairly certain. Maybe not 80. 80 was a bit of a hyperbole. And then Zach Powers coming in again. Knicks is fine, but the craze fans of him baffle my brain regardless. Any quarterback not May or Williams is going to be a cause for arguments. Even May and Williams are causing arguments in this draft cycle, which is always, you know, it always happens. Um, So it th that's the uh, quarterbacks are just, you know, such a big thing. Doug Tessier, get ready because Sean will be taking Knicks. He loves quarterbacks that have three to four years experience in college. He might. And if he does, I hope it works out. Um as I was saying, is like Knicks can fit fine with the offense. I don't think he's a perfect fit. Um, again, the intermediate, those 10 plus throws from Bo Nix are can be problematic for him. Um, the type of offense that he was in also doesn't translate to the NFL. It's a lot of schemed open guys, which isn't quite what you get in Sean Payton's offense. Maybe he can make him work, maybe not if he takes him. We'll see. I'll, I'll be rooting for Bo Nix. It's not like I want him to, to fail. To me, in my opinion, he's just not worth the 12th overall pick. Um, so moving on to this next pick here. Obviously, we still don't have a quarterback, and there's a quarterback sitting there right on the thing, Michael Pratt. Now, Michael Pratt was a guy that I felt could be a third-round pick after watching a few of his games. Then the Senior Bowl happened. I watched him struggle there, and I went back and watched even more of his games. And now he's a guy that I'll be looking at in the fifth round. Um, the arm strength just isn't there. Like talking about Bo Nix, who can't make those deep shots, can't push the ball. Michael Pratt's got an even worse arm with that. I mean, the the ball just dips on him. The the velocity isn't there. The tight windows. Like he just, I question if he can make those tight window throws consistently. Um. So obviously. Not probably not going to Pratt. Um, then Roman Wilson, man, this would be a very interesting receiver. But receiver is difficult because obviously they need receiver help, but the type of receiver they need all depends on what they do 
with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Full expectation is Tim Patrick is gone. Um, if they bring him back, it won't be on his current contract. Um, so it's definitely a bit of an issue looking at wide receivers. Wide receiver is something that they can definitely, they definitely need to add to it. Roman Wilson would, would be a really good fit in Sean Payton's offense, especially if they move on from Jerry Judy. I did see a request to take a look at some other positions. So let me try to get this. There we go. Defensive lineman, Leonard Taylor's there. Um, I really like Leonard Taylor. When I first watched him, I thought he could be a first-round pick, but I've kind of fallen off that a little bit. I How they used him at Miami should be, you know, should be illegal. They should get punished for it. They should get fined. They should get suspended. They should be bowl, ineligible for bowl games. They use this guy as a nose tackle consistently, and that's just not what he is. He's a penetrator um, that can get and blow up plays behind the line of scrimmage. Rook, uh, the defensive lineman out of Clemson. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. As I talk about all the time, I am a ter- I am terrible when it comes to pronouncing names. Um, but Rook is a very interesting toolsy defensive lineman that very much has to put it all together and get things going. You know, just get get the traits going um, and be, to be more effective as a player. Very high upside, which at this point. I wouldn't be opposed to taking a shot on. So we might come back to that. Let's see what else is on the board here. And I saw on top of defensive linemen, I saw somebody wanted to look at edges, um, which I think was Jeremy as well with this one. So edges. And I see a guy that I absolutely love here. It's just, I'm not sure if he's the guy for Denver. Marshawn, Marshawn Neeland out of Western Michigan. He's probably one of the better run defending edges in this, in this class. He's got the versatility to move around the line. He's, about 270-ish pounds. I can't remember exactly what he weighed in at the combine, but he's a bigger dude. Doesn't have a lot of um, doesn't have that desired length. Probably won't test out as athletic as you typically want, but he's got a chance to be a very reliable piece of a rotation who can be a starter. He can be that number two guy. He can be that Robin and be very successful um in in the NFL just a very not a not a toolsy traitsy guy but a just a strong physical effort motor all those things and then jeremy also coming in asking about wide receivers so i will pull those up um roman wilson jalen mcmillan obviously um jamari thrash malachi corley now pro football focus is one thing when i do mock drafts just a, a quick note here is I always try to avoid players that I firmly do not believe will be there when the Broncos are on the clock. Malachi Corley is one of those guys. This is a guy who, based on everything I've heard, everyone I've talked to, my own personal opinion, uh, all these other draft analysts who I highly respect and value their opinions, believe that Malachi Corley will be gone in the first 60 picks, if not the first 50. Um, Dude is... Everybody's trying to find their own Debo Samuel. And Malachi Corley is the guy that's getting that label. He's the next Debo Samuel in this year's draft class. Um, he would absolutely be a let me scroll down so you can actually see him. He's out of Western Kentucky. Um he he pulled out of the senior bowl game. He didn't do he didn't practice the third day. Um or didn't do a whole lot the third day. I can't remember if he fully pulled out on the third day or not. Uh, at the senior bowl, but he started off a little bit rough and then bounced back 
And the senior bowl practices are a situation where he can really show what he does best. He's a guy that he's going to break tackles. He's going to make people miss. He's going to pick up yards after the catch. He's a yak monster. Um, so my question to you, the, to chat, do I break my general rule here and go with a wide receiver, Malachi Corley? Cause I absolutely love this dude. I think he's great. Um, I think he's such a good fit with what Sean Payton wants to do. Um, and can fit so well and he could fit in if there is a if they keep judy or if they keep son he can fit either way because one thing this offense has missed is a yak monster they don't have that guy who can really go and pick up yards after the catch and that is something that sean payton likes to have so do i break my general rule here and go with malachi corley or do i stick with my rule and go with marshawn neeland or even look elsewhere um michael rinquillo coming in wide receiver johnny wilson um, Florida State wide receiver Johnny Wilson will be a tight end in the NFL. Dude is six foot seven and two hundred and like thirty-five pounds. Um, he's gonna get the Darren Waller treatment. He might be extremely good at it. He's gonna be a big slot kind of guy. He probably won't run very fast. Had a very rough week at the senior bowl, which was surprising. He just did not um use his size as much as you would expect, which is a very big concern here. Jeremy coming in, Cedric Van Pran, if Kush is gone. That that's an option. I like Cedric Van Pran, uh, Van Pran quite a bit. Um reminds me a little bit of Cushionberry when Cushionberry was coming out of LSU. Um, and I could pull up into your offensive lineman here in a second. Phil McLaughlin, Eric, are there any Batman in this draft if we can we can get at any position in your opinion? Oh, yeah, there are there are Batmans in this in this draft at different positions. Um, for me, uh Batman is just typically uh, is pretty much exclusive to edges because um, you want to be that that technician, that smart guy um, that can just take over games um, as well. Jacob Cowling from Michael Rinkillo is a very interesting guy as well. I like him quite a bit. Um, for me, though, this is a little bit early. He ranks pro football focus, ranks him at uh, 102. Um, I think that is a little bit high compared to where I have him currently. I think I have him in the 120s at the moment. Um, Conga Hydra. I've heard Corley refer to as Yak King. Yeah, he's a Yak monster. He's the Yak King. Um, and then Nathan Noble coming in. We'll look at we'll look at one more position real quick. Um, and then the picks after this will have to go a little bit quicker, guys. Um, which that's on me, not you guys, of course. You guys are the ones running the show. Uh, I don't have anybody here to keep me in check with my rambling, um, at all. So tight ends. There is not a single one of these guys that I would be looking at this early. Um, now, if Denver could move down here and get a pick in the late 80s, early 90s, I'd be looking at Theo Johnson. I like Theo Johnson. I think 161 is way too low for him for pro football focus. I think Cade Stover at 118 is a little bit too high. I'd probably switch those two guys. And then A.J. Barner, um, I mean, maybe if uh, if you had to take a tight end, I guess. Um, I don't like this tight end class. Um, there are about five guys that I have with a draftable grade or five guys that I have in the top 100 and like three of them are 80 to 100 um, at the moment. And that's including Johnny Wilson, who I believe is not a wide receiver. He is a tight end. Um, safeties. I see somebody else looking at there. That's a lot. We'll take a look at safeties. We can bounce around the board, uh, take a look at different positions. Um, pull up safeties real quick. Let's get rid of the tight ends. Uh, so Jaden Hicks is there. He's another one of those guys that I, based on what I've heard, he's been a guy that's been skyrocketing. 
Um, there's some people who have him as their top safety in this class. Now, one thing with the safety class, it is not a good class. I was actually talking to a, a, a guy I know, and basically it sounded like he would be – I can't remember verbatim what he said, but it was basically saying that he would be very, very surprised if a safety went in the top 60 in this class. There'll be a run on run on them in probably after 60, um, but there isn't that top guy. Um, Tyler Newbin, Cameron Kinchins, um, they're up there. A couple other safeties, Javon Bullard out of Georgia. Um, Jaden Hicks was one of those guys that could probably be right there in that range. Um, but Jaden Hicks here, if you move on from Justin Simmons, I'd be fine with. So we're getting some things here. Tyke Smith might not be awful. Um, Vaki was better at running back. Vaki is a guy that is probably going to be used all over the place in the NFL. My camera keeps freezing up. Um, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets used that running back. He was used that he got some reps there at the Senior Bowl. And Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis during the Senior Bowl broadcast, they kept mentioning how NFL teams, when they talk about Sione uh, Vaki, is a um, they'll use him in all three phases. Probably won't excel in any of the three phases but he can be using all of them. And he is a great tackler, yeah. I like Vaki better than his teammate, Cole Bishop, quite a bit. Um, Michael Ryan is him coming in saying uh, Malachi Corley. I think that's the way I'm going to go. I'll break my general rule here and go get the receiver who I think can be really good in the NFL uh, and just really make uh, other team punish other teams. Um, now, going on. Still need to, in my opinion, Cedric Cedric Van Pran goes the pick before. Um, I was willing to wait on him because I was willing to see if he can get there to 114. But let's take a look at other interior offensive linemen. You could take Zach Center. This dude would probably be a top 50 pick if you know, if not for his injury. Uh Bo Limmer, he's another safety that I like quite a bit. Um, and this is about the range that I have him. So those are two interior offensive linemen that I'd be looking at. Zach Zinter would be a guy to basically redshirt this year and then look at taking over for Ben Powers next year, um, which would, would would probably be an option that they would have to do. Um, David Yunkin, okay, guys, I'm calling it a night. Have a good night, David. Uh, have a great weekend. See you next week. Um, and, and thank you for joining. Um, anyways, you're getting ready to pay Quinn Miners. If not this year, you have to pay him next year. Ben Powers contracts and the financial situation that the Broncos are going to be in. They just may not have the space. This is why Lloyd Cushenberry is likely to walk. They just don't really have the space to keep Ben Powers and Quinn Miners. So maybe getting a guy and still have letting him redshirt the year and then take over Ben Powers wouldn't be a bad idea. Bo Limmer, I mean, he, he's a guy who can play guard as well. So Maybe if you get Bo Limmer and you have him, Luke Wattenberg, and Alex Forsyth compete for the starting center job, maybe Bo Limmer ends up at guard. Um, that's an option there as well. Moving around, looking at some of these other positions that we've looked at already, I really want to go on the defensive side of the ball after two offensive guys. Jane Hicks still there. Guy I don't see that will be there. Malik Mustafa is a guy that I like. And then Bo Brady is another guy that I like quite a bit here at this point. Edison coming with a $4.99 super sticker. We appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for your support. I wish I could see the super sticker, but unfortunately through uh, through this, I cannot. Uh, Kevin Gray coming in with a saying Russ is gone. He's a poison pill to us. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but his contract definitely doesn't help situations. And then Frank, have a good night. Uh, 
have a good meal. Um, if this wasn't a Broncos podcast, I would talk about the dinner that I cooked for a late Valentine's dinner for my wife last night. Absolutely delicious. Um, but you know, I'm probably getting a little bit of trouble if I go off topic here at this point, uh, especially with how long we're going. Um, let Frank cook. Yes, definitely. Ed center cornerback or safety here. That's kind of where I'm at, Jeremy. I'm kind of in the same position. Really want to go defense. Um, but if I'm and the only offensive position I'd go is probably one of those two interior offensive linemen at this point. Um, just a quick look, see what quarterbacks are there. Probably going to ignore it. Yeah, I'm still ignoring the the quarterbacks quarterback at this point. So corner, so quarter, still ignoring the quarterbacks. Now to cornerbacks, Andrew Phillips is a guy who helped himself quite a bit. Charles Smith Wade is a very interesting quarter to me. He is very boomer bust in college. Uh, I like him quite a bit. And Kamal Hayden is another guy that I really have eyes on and would really be looking at at this pick. Um, which, so I probably go on the, going one of those ways. Um, if we go in corner, um, defensive lineman, Michael Hall Jr. I mean, he's not the best fit for what you want to do. What Van Joseph wants to do up front, but you got to get some interior pass rush help for zach allen it can't be just him and that's kind of how it is so michael hall uh man he's so explosive so quick off the snap can definitely shoot gaps but the question is run defense and the broncos need to improve that run defense um christian boyd he's a big nose tackle that has some juice to get after the quarterback can defend against the run uh had a really good week at the shrine bowl the issue is that he's moving up charts based off of that he had solid tape this year, but it wasn't great. Um, so defensive lineman, I'd probably be looking at those two guys. Let's go over to edges here. Oops. Oops, if I click the right ones, right? Edges. Um, Xavier Thomas, he's interesting. I, I like his tape. I don't love his tape. Mohamed Kamara, I'm all the way out on. Um, he's so light and thin, and he plays it. He's explosive. But you gotta get somebody who can hold up a little bit better at, at the edge position against the run. Maybe that's Xavier Thomas. I'm not entirely sure um, about that though, as one of my biggest issues that I have with Xavier Thomas is his run defense. And linebackers, last defensive position for us to look at real quick. Um, just see what's there. This isn't a great class. I am not a big fan of this linebacker class. Um, it's not as bad as tight ends, where the tight end class makes me want to vomit. But um, this linebacker class isn't that far away. And then real quick, we have Mike S. coming in saying, who is the best available here? Well, let's find out. Bucky Irving, running back, wide receiver, running back. Um, I don't think there's a need to go after a running back unless it's like you trade down and you get it like a late seventh round pick and there's an undrafted for, guy you have as an undrafted free agent or a final draft grade guy that you have left that's a running back, just add a little bit of competition to the room. I am not taking a running back here. Javon Barker or Javon Baker is a guy that I like a lot. Um, if Denver moves on from Cortland Sutton, Baker would be a lot of very interesting to me. And I think a room with rebuilding a room that has Baker, Corley, and Mims can do has so much potential and can really build up that nest for when you do go get after a quarterback and can help any quarterback around. Um, obviously, you have to get through their rookie growing pains, growing pains. but Michael Hall is probably the guy that I'm going here. 
Jeremy's saying Bucky Irving is legit and would be more attractive if you go next. I like Bucky Irving. I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite running backs. Um, but it just comes down to at this point, I'm not taking a running back. I think this, I think this, I think Bucky Irving will be off the board at this point. Um, but that's not that big of a deal. We already broke my general rule here. Uh, it just comes down to the lack of need for a running back. And Michael Hall, I also have higher than this. Um, and I think he provides better, not better value, but better value with the position when you factor in the need there. you got to get that. So I'm going Michael Hall here. As it goes down to the next one, hey, look, Braylon Allen. Um, not the way that I would be going, by the way. Malik Mustafa, if you want to go out of safety, I like Mustafa. Um, I am not sure if he's the right guy that you want to look at if you're replacing Justin Simmons. Um, but he's definitely one of those options. And with the safety room, if the Broncos move on from Justin Simmons, they could be in a world hurt. They basically need two starting safeties here. Um, PJ Locke is set to be a free agent. And even if he's back, you still have to bring in competition for him. You still have to bring in competition for Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns has played less than 600 snaps in his three seasons. Um, most of his snaps came from when he was just a part-time rookie, basically. Um, he's shown a lot of flash and a lot of promise, just injuries if you can't say available like the best ability is availability um so safety is something that definitely i would like to add um and i'll take a look and see what other safeties are still on the board even i'm still looking at you know uh if i'm going offense i'm looking at interior offensive line cole bishop he's more of a box safety it is so frustrating to watch him because the farther away from the line of scrimmage he gets the worse he is james williams will likely be a linebacker in the nfl jalen simpson he is a versatile defensive back that he does better the farther away from the line of scrimmage he is um so it just kind of depends what body type you're looking for what type of safety you want here um let's see here is there anybody else uh no one else there that really stands out to me at this point um kitten oladapo is an interesting one but I, this is way too early for him I like Mark Perry, but again, a little bit early for him. Josh Proctor, again, a, just a little bit early, probably about 40 to 50 picks a little bit too early, uh, in my opinion, for him as well. Let's take a look at some corners because there's also the option that Damari Mathis moves back. There's the option of Riley Moss. Um, there, you have a bunch of different options that you can do to help your safety room by converting corners there, and then it's just – making that cornerback room weaker. We do have two picks out of the next three. We have 144 and 146. Um, and I see a little bit of doubling up on wide receivers and a bad idea, to be honest. 100%. I am all for doubling up on receiver, even if they don't trade back. If they just stay put, I'm all for doubling up on receivers. Um, really want Luke McCaffrey at 146. It would be great to see, just because, you know, the whole story behind it um, with his father and everything like that. And obviously he's not Christian McCaffrey. But Luke McCaffrey's got some talent. I like him quite a. I, I like him a decent amount. Uh, for me, this is a little bit earlier. Um, a little bit early for him. I'll probably be looking, you know, later fifth, early sixth. Um, going back to corners here, Kamal Hayden is the guy that I'm looking at. He's a guy that I would, I would expect to be off the board at this point. I like him. Uh, I like what he brings. Uh, he he fits well with what the Broncos want to do. Um, the edge room really thinned out really quickly. And that's probably one of my biggest issues with this edge room is that there is some talent there, but they're going to go quick. Um, they're going to go early. And once you're past that, those guys, there's not much left. 
Um, and unfortunately, we passed up on those guys. Um, guys here. He plays exactly like Eddie. Check center. I'll check into your offensive lineman. I was planning on it um, just because that is one of the things that we still needed. Drake Nugent, um, Hunter Norzad. He's an interesting one. Dylan McMahon, Andrew Rame, uh, and Tanner Bornellini. Tanner Bornellini is a guy who I think this is way too low for him. Um, I think I think between 120 and 150 is actually a good is a good spot for him. He's very smart. Can you know immediately can be he can start day one. Um, he fits with what the Broncos want to do with what Sean Payton's offense is. Um, has enough movement skills to get out in front of screens. If we're going center, Tanner Bordellini is the guy I'm looking at here, and not just because he's got an awesome name and it's fun to say. Um, Nugent would be good, and he's a local. Yeah, Nugent's another one. I like Bordellini a little bit more. Um, Nugent to me, this is a, a not super high, a little high. Um, and it's it's not like it would be bad for me to reach here for Nugent. He's within enough of a range for me that I would be fine with it. Um, so do we want to go in? Which way do we want to go? Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at wide receivers too, since that was brought up. Matt Lee, I am not a fan of Matt Lee. <laughs> um, he's all, he's not an option here either. Um, but he's a guy that undrafted free agent, most likely. Still have to finish up. There's a couple of those Miami offensive linemen. Uh, Javion Cohen is another one that I still have to finish up my grades on and obviously see how the testing is. Um, and then going over to wide receivers, Luke McCaffrey, um, Joshua Cephas. He's one of the guys that if you guys didn't see, despite the, you know, my mistake with wording on it, it on Twitter, it ended up saying Pro Bowl snubs. Uh, it was meant to be combine snubs. That's a mistake on my end. Messed that up. Um, but Joshua Cephas is one of the guys that I identified in there as a combine snub. Um, Isaiah Williams, he would be a lot of fun in this in this wide receiver room that we're kind of building up um, as well. Um, Nugent has that championship pedigree. He definitely does. Um, and that is, especially with interior offensive linemen or offensive linemen in general, that is something that you can't, I think it's a bit overrated when you go to defensive guys, but interior offensive linemen, offensive line in general, tight ends, um, you kind of want that. You want that pedigree. You want that experience. I think we'll go Drake Nugent, Nugent here, even though I do have Bordellini higher. Um, Jeremy, I think you talked me into it a little bit of going going Nugent. And then we'll just pick wait a little bit, and we're right back on the board. We already looked at some guys, and I think tight end. Tight end stuff. Because, again, I don't have a lot of guys graded. A.J. Barner at this range. I meant to look at him with the last pick as well um aj barner is very interesting for what the broncos could use and what the broncos need um he's not a you know big what's the right word here it's not that he's a re not a receiving threat he's not the super athletic you know mismatch maker more of the you know the prototypical safety net outlet that can do offer up a little bit more um as a tight end um so that is uh, one one way we could look at. We got the interior offensive line, um, cornerback. Again, Kamal Hayden's there. I, I think you, you got to add corner. I'm probably going to go Kamal Hayden here um, a little bit. I just, if we're trading down and I had to pick or had to pick closer to 175, I would definitely go, I would wait, take Luke McCaffrey there. 
this is a little bit early for me um, with this, especially with the other needs on the board at this point. We're not going to get an edge. That room's all cleared out. We got to get a corner before that clears out. There is not much left. I like Kamal Hayden. I like him a little bit higher than this. Um, but the, to me, this is a, a little bit of a, a steal here. So I'm going to go Kamal Hayden here. Um, defensive line. Defensive line, we've pretty much gone, uh, gotten through. I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys left that I think are draft-worthy here. Um, yeah, I wouldn't draft any of these guys, especially not six in the sixth round. If you had a late seventh, maybe I would take a look at Gabe Hall or Evan Anderson, uh, maybe Keith Randolph, but this early I'm not looking at them. Double check on the edge room real quick, even though it all looks pretty cleared out. Steve Linton, Clee Duke, JJ Weaver, um, ZTF, Miles Cole. Again, they're all guys that maybe seventh round, but undrafted mostly. Um, let's see what else here. Linebackers. This is not a great linebacker class. Um, it's just a bunch of guys that I would be looking at, you know, as undrafted free agents. Um, safety, tight end. I mean, you still need help there. I think the biggest, I think that my, you know, the issues that we're, we're I'm going to have in here are make the issues that the Broncos are going to have. They do not have enough picks for all that they need to do. Like, we've addressed a lot of their needs. We added wide receiver. We added interior defensive linemen. We added to the interior offensive line. We've added a couple positions on the defensive side of the ball. And yet we still need a tight end. We still could use another wide receiver. We still need a quarterback. We still can use another interior defensive lineman, an edge, a linebacker. We can still use another corner. can still use a safety. There are not enough picks for all the issues the Broncos have currently, which is why I'm such a big advocate for trading back. Um, tight ends at this point, it's pretty much gone. Um I'd say draft Eric all uh, just because he spells his name correctly, but he also went to Iowa, which, you know, that, that kind of ruins it there for spelling the name correctly. Um, but uh, all joking aside, I like Eric all, but he's probably a guy that's going to be undrafted wide receiver. There's just so much value at wide receiver um, in the actual draft. There's a lot more options, a lot more out there besides just these guys. Um, one of my biggest issues with pro football focus is they don't ha always have enough guys available. Let's just see who is the best available here. Um, Dylan McMahon, um, Brandon Coleman. He's a guy that you can work on developing as a, a interior offensive lineman who can offer a little bit as a, as a tackled spot. Um, man, there, there is just not much here. If you want to take a quarterback, let's see. Not much. I would take, I, I'd be willing to take a shot on Carter Bradley or Devin Leary here, but I'm not expecting a whole lot on any of them. Um, Conga coming in, never any good Iowa tight ends. Oh no, it's not. It's not about being a tight end from Iowa. It's just being from Iowa. Um, inside joke, you know, Nick Kendall, my colleague and good friend, he is a big Iowa fan, and I just constantly crap on Iowa just because just to bother him a little bit. That's the only reason why that and. Anybody on offense out of Iowa is always so frustrating to watch. Um, Keith Randolph is there at defensive line. Yeah, 
there are still some guys there um, at defensive line. If we were going defensive line, though, I probably wouldn't be looking at Keith Randolph uh, just because he's a little bit bigger. He's bigger than Michael Hall, but what you want him to bring. Let me see. I'm making sure I'm thinking of the right guy here. Um, yeah. A little bit bigger, more of it. Your prototypical tight end for what Vanchez or defensive lineman for what you want Vanchez to do. But you got to get a nose tackle, I think. And Evan Anderson, he's a big nose tackle. Like, he's a big dude uh, that can fit with what you want to do. He's like 340 pounds or 360 pounds. I was a bit low on that. No juice as a pass rusher. He will be there just to basically stonewall. Um, to, to Stonewall against the run. Um, but going over what's this, just seeing what's the best available here. Do we take, do we just take a f- six round flyer on a quarterback? Um, Gabe Hall was good at the senior bowl. The funny thing about Gabe Hall at the senior bowl was he absolutely dominated with a spin move on day one, day two and day three, he was practically invisible. He kept trying to do the spin move, and offensive lineman caught on, and he had nothing else in his repertoire that he could go to. Um, there was, I mean, it wasn't, he still had a couple nice rushes there, and it just, his spin, they just prepared for his spin move, and they shut it down. Um, he struggled in team reps or team periods, and he also struggled in the game as well. Um, but I mean, this dude is six foot six, um, 360 like 10 pounds ish um let's see what profile will focus has him at um six foot six 200 290 pounds i thought he was a little bit bigger than that at the senior bowl i might be mistaken on that um and the issue with adding somebody like gay paul if denver still had marcus dixon i would be about taking gay ball here and letting marcus dixon work with him and develop him but without knowing the defensive line coach it makes it a bit rough so which way do we want to go do you want to go wide receiver? Um, safety was pretty cleared out. Tight end's been pretty cleared out. Um, Jeremy, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Kenny, Kenny Logan yet. He's one of the guys that's on the docket. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to get around to him yet. Um, I did, do recognize him from this, the Shrine game. I thought he looked all right there. Um, but nothing great. Um Albert Nopper saying good evening, gents. Good evening, Albert. Nice to see you here. Um, thanks for joining us, even though we are uh, even though we are about to be done here. Um, Phil, are you meaning Tim Smith? Um, the defensive woman at, out of Alabama. Um, so where do we go with this final pick? Um, try to think. Don't really want to take it. I'm fine taking a six round flyer on a quarterback, but at this point, like it's a little bit easier to do if you have more picks in this. I mean, there's other quarterback, other wide receivers that would be interesting here, but Pro Football Focus doesn't have them as options. Tight ends. Maybe Brevin Span Ford. Dude, super athletic. He's big. Um, can create a little bit of mismatches, but dude looks like Tarzan and plays like Jane. Just, I just wish he was more physical and uses physicality uh, a lot more than he does. Um, running back, maybe we take a running back here and just add a little bit of competition to it. That's an option. 
Rashin Ali is a very interesting one to add some competition to it. Um, Deshaun Fenwick, dude is big. Um, like six foot two, 220 some odd pounds. Uh, but he's got more speed than you would, than you would think. Maybe we double down on offensive tackle or interior offensive line. Um, Roger Rosengarten is a guy that I liked a lot at the senior bowl. I like his tape a lot. I think 239 is way too low for him. Um, Donovan Jennings, he's a guy that will probably move inside. Brendan Coleman, again, he'll probably move inside. Julian Pearl, probably move inside um, at the NFL level. Can double down, can get Tanner Bordellini. Bordellini and um, Nugent battle it out, potentially put one at, at guard as well. Um, Charles Turner and Egwakon, Egwakun are two guys that I, I'm not even looking at being drafted. Layden Robinson, not looking at drafting. Andrew Rame. Andrew Rame at the Senior Bowl, he's probably one of the only guys who actually shut down, only one of the only guys to shut down uh, Tavondre Sweat uh, at the Senior Bowl. Like, with pretty with relative consistency. William Catalano coming in. Eric forgot he has to get out of here. Uh, no, actually, just after we, a little bit after we went live, um, I got a text message saying that my thing was canceled for the night. Um, so... <laughs> late notice on that but hey things happen the with what it was somebody ended up getting sick so um that ended up happening and i'm seeing a lot of rosengarden that's probably yeah i think that's the way i'll go um i think at this point if he's there it'd be good value i have him higher than this and we'll run it out run it out because even with rosengarden he's a guy who i think can play either side so you can add competition you improve the depth and if you move on from Garrett Bowles, well, you have Fashanu there as a starter, and then you have Rosen Goddard to sit there and develop and potentially take over at right tackle and compete with Palchuski to replace Mike McGlinchey. So here's the full thing. Again, ignore the trades because those were just to get the Broncos with the right picks that they should have had or should have, um, give or take a little bit. Olu Fashanu, guy who can play, who's really athletic, solid run blocker, good pass blocker. Um Gives you an option to start right away if you move on from Garrett Bowles. If you bring Garrett Bowles back, you can sit there and still develop Olu to take over next year. Malachi Corley to add to that wide receiver room that needs a lot of help. They need somebody who can get yards after the catch. Malachi Corley is the yak monster. Michael Hall um, is a interior pass rusher. Really quick getting after the ball. Might bring, we'll have some concerns about his run defense a little bit but you can use them in certain situations and have them be effective. Um, Drake Nugent was talked into that one. I prefer Tatter, Tanner Bordellini, um, but Drake Nugent, physical guy, you know, has the right attitude, has the right mentality. You know, he checks all the intangible boxes that you want from an interior offensive lineman. Big, tough, physical, mean, nasty, has the attitude, um, and can fit with what you want to do. Kamal Hayden, a corner, add some competition there because, I mean, we didn't get to see Riley Moss on there. Damari Mathis, Riley Moss, both of them can move to safety and help ease up the, you know, the potential hits that you're taking to the roster there. Um, and then Roger Rosengarden provides more options on the offensive line. It can be a solid swing tackle, backup swing tackle option. Can also work in developing to uh, replace Mike McGlinchey and compete with Alex Palchuski, the Illinois undrafted free agent who showed a lot of promise last year um, in the preseason. Um, Jeremy coming in. Nice, good draft, but I'm still taking Knicks. Hey, like, Knicks, for me, if if Denver had pick 40 and Knicks was on the board, I'd be all for it. Just not at 12. That's that's my biggest thing. I just He's not a first-round quarterback to me. Um, 
like there's just just a lot of uh issues there as uh that jeremy also coming in d plus for rosengarden at 2209 uh, is hilarious yeah some of the grades with this are always funny um i remember one time last it was last week actually when we're, before we found out we couldn't do the mock draft i was messing around with the pro football focus simulator and i drafted a guy who was rated like the 50th overall one i took him at 76 and i got a d for it like i it just doesn't make sense michael ron quillis i mean great show tonight eric on the dev valley deep divers go broncos yeah well oh and michael william catalano i'd like to see one where eric trades back together picks definitely we plan on doing another mock draft hopefully lance can join me for it and give my voice or uh, my voice my throat whatever a break because it's very scratchy at the moment and my throat's starting to hurt basically talking for an hour straight just you know it, it can be a little bit a little problematic um but yeah definitely could do one and if not i could talk to the big boss and seeing about doing a recorded show that we could put up on youtube as well where i do that um probably be like a quick 20 30 minute video um and if i ever did do that i wouldn't sit there and make the trades i would just do it based off of what you know is offered to me through the simulator um just because when you start messing with the value it just can get out of wonk and not that the simulator's value is always great uh but they have a formula that they do to make it work um michael won't could say my top my favorite two favorite picks are the top two picks the tackle and the wide receiver um yeah, I like I like the first three picks. I really like them a lot, and I like the last pick a lot. Uh, I'm fine with Drake Nugent and Kamal Hayden. There's other corners I wish we would have gotten earlier, but at that point, Kamal Hayden was the best that was left, so it's fine for me. But anyways, guys, that is going to have to do it for us. I don't know all the stuff that we have to do for the end of stuff. I am not used to doing this. Um, so make sure you guys go and check out our Twitter account, at Mile High Huddle um that's the mothership that's where all the written content all any news information all that stuff like that gets out you can check out mhhmerch.com to get all these cool things we got hats um for all the different shows we got I'm, I'm pretty sure we got mugs i think we have baby onesies in there um i don't it's been a while since i've checked out the merch store um plenty of shirts you know plenty of stuff like that a lot of cool stuff that is on there last time i checked um Make sure you guys subscribe, like, and share. That is a great way to help boost the shows. Um, also, word of mouth. Like, it's amazing what you guys uh, just talking to somebody who's a Broncos fan can do. Um, my wife, she was talking to a guy that she works with, happened to be the manager of where she works. And come to find out, he's a big MHH fan um, already. But it's amazing how word of mouth is. He's been following Chad and I since way back when we first started MHH nine years ago 10 years ago something like that it's been a long time um anyway so it's, word of mouth can obviously be a big boost and a big help you can find me on twitter at eric trickle e-r-i-c-k-t-r-i-c-k-e-l um thank you guys for joining me i gotta get going now because we are at our hour limit um thank you guys for joining me thank you guys for and you know just chatting with me through the mock apologize for you know the long-winded rants and the you know the what is it the um uh-huh the lack of focus i guess would be the better way to put it um so appreciate you guys uh thank you guys for all your support you know tuning in viewing giving likes um super chatting stars all that super appreciative reviews are also super big um 
but yeah, I mean, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, hopefully Lance will be back with me next week. Uh, or somebody will be with me next week. Anyways. Um, thank you guys for joining. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend. And at the very least, I will see you again. Same place, same time, same MHH channel. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.